Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, hello. We're just past 7 o'clock now. We take you till 10.30 or so. Mike DeFabo in an hour. Jeff Hathorne in two hours. That's at 8 o'clock and at 9 o'clock. I'm Colin Dunlap. The reason I want to have those two gentlemen, they were in the room. In the room. Like those Penguins documentaries, right? But those two guys were in the room with Mike Tomlin today. So I think it's uh, imperative that we get their insights Good uh, evening to you. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Joel Nelson, my man, like Joel Embiid, but it is Joel Nelson. He is producing tonight. He's the best in the business. And we generally have a chance to catch up, but he was over with the Jeff Capel show in a different studio, so we've not had a chance to even say hi to each other. We generally, uh, normally, have a, a little ritual, and it's not something that we plan or whatever. We go, come on, good show, right? That's what we normally say, Joel, to each other, but we haven't seen each other to this point, so good show, huh? We're going to do it tonight? Good show. Let's rock and roll, baby. Let's go. Yeah, jo- Joel uh, Nelson is somebody that always is, he, he pumps you up. He, he, he's, he's a guy who lifts you up, and I love that in him. Silent, uh, it's it just a, a great guy. He's a man of few words, but the words that he does say are always positive. I love having him as a producer. Uh, Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Speaking of positive, that's where I'd like to start. And I want to talk to you at 412-928-9370. Let's go pretty caller heavy tonight because uh, I think it's a night where you react to what you saw today, what you heard today, what Mike Tomlin was today. For me, Mike Tomlin was different. Mike Tomlin was... First, let me get this out of the way. Even though there was maybe a hint and a tinge of smart aleckness at the very beginning and then at the very end around this subject, Mike Tomlin showed contrition in so much as apologizing to Brooke Pryor. I don't want to make this a big Mike Tomlin love fest because for my money, I don't think he should be coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. But like I said last night, it's water under the bridge. We're past that. We're at a point where he is going to coach the Pittsburgh Steelers, and not just next year, but maybe for years to come. So we have to survey the scene and live with what's going on. Mike Tomlin is your coach of your Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't really want to talk all that much about the past because not a whole lot could change it. 
But where we are now is watching a press conference today where he showed a different side. The results are what is most important. Don't get that twisted. Most important by an exponentially a lot. They got to win. They got to win more. And they especially got to win in the playoffs. But as I was sitting there watching today, I saw him open up again after that little bit of smart alecky with an apology to Brooke Pryor, right? So I took that as, wow, this guy's a little bit different. Then it was 10 minutes. Then it was 15, then 20, then 25, then upwards of 40 minutes. And I said, this doesn't help you win, I don't think. But this is a much different Mike Tomlin than I have ever, ever seen in a press conference setting. Did somebody get to him? Did somebody tell him to act different? Did he look in the mirror and not need somebody else to act differently? I don't know if it's a springboard to better results. I don't know if this is a point in which he had a career reflection moment and said, I got to do things a little bit different. But you're probably like me where you consume all Tomlin. You watch everything Tomlin. You watch the games. You watch the practices if you can, uh, or parts of that. You watch every single media availability. Today was so much different. Again, does it mean anything in wins and losses? Yeah, I don't know. That's to be uh, all figured out as we push it forward. It felt a bit like a come-to-Jesus moment for me. It felt like, you know, maybe just maybe the way I've been doing it ain't the right way. And I'm not going to change in full form. But perhaps some of these people that I'm facing right now that are looking back at me that are the media horde, that speak for the people who are in the public, maybe they're on to something just a little bit. Perhaps they're on to something. And maybe, just maybe a little bit, I'm going to change my ways. That's what came across to me. I don't know if you felt the same way. If you did or if you didn't, let's chat about it. 412-928-9370. Fan Hotline. That's presented by Sullivan Super Service. Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. One thing I thought that was the very top news story of the day that came out of Mike Tomlin's media availability was this. Either Eddie or uh, Mike Sullivan being candidates for the offensive coordinator job? You know, not at this juncture, man. I, I'm looking at outside candidates and lining up the pecking order there. I am appreciative of their efforts in terms of what they did for us down the stretch, but I'm looking at outside candidates at this juncture. That's the biggest story, and the biggest story because of two things. One, they ain't hiring someone in-house, so I do wonder if someone in-house, who's bigger than Mike Tomlin, said, we ain't hiring someone in-house. And two, with the quickness in how it happened there wasn't an exhaustive search there wasn't candidates brought in there was obviously people identified but they came out just seemingly hours after the Pittsburgh Steelers season ended and said these guys in here they're gone they're not going to be part of this they might not be gone but they're not going to be elevated to coordinator that doesn't necessarily fall into place like a puzzle the way that Mike Tomlin normally does business So I'm wondering if there is a seismic change going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. One, Mike Tomlin's demeanor changed just a little bit. Again, I don't know what that does for wins and losses. But two, the heavy-handed or at least heavier-handed way from ownership, from people on top of him, from people in the organization with a bigger title than him that said, hey, Mike, 
we've let you do it your way a long time. And what has happened, we've had some successes. Surely we've had. You remember the sticky icky, the Lombardi, and all that. But it's been now seven years we haven't won a playoff game. Now's the time where I don't necessarily take the full reins, but I'm going to grab the stick for just a little bit. And you don't have control. Because I seem to think if it was Mike Tomlin in full control, he would have said, everybody's a possibility. We haven't even begun to thin the herd, if you will, on who could be an offensive coordinator. Today, I'm not, you know, I am absolutely exhausted by griping and moaning and complaining about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm a griper and moaner and complainer in a lot of ways. But I'm kind of ready to move on. And it felt like watching that today that Mike Tomlin was ready to move on. Todd's in Pittsburgh. Todd leads us off tonight. Uh, Todd, I, I don't know. I might be totally wrong. I might be right on some regards. I might be totally right. I don't know. It's just my opinion, but that's how I read it today. Get a chance to listen to it, but when I listened a little bit in between truck rides, uh, your show at two o'clock, they made it sound like Tomlin referred that, you know, um, and uh, Omar Conlon would Con would be in charge of making the decision on a new offensive coordinator, and so they were all happy about that. But I kind of looked at, and then I didn't listen to what you just played to open it up. First, when I just heard that, not listening to the news conference, I just was like, he said that because he's thinking leaving, so I'm not going to make the decision they are. So it's it's an easy way to say that. They were making, they were like really surprised that he said that. Yeah, I was stunned that he said so quickly that it won't be someone in-house. That is a, a change in direction. That is a 90-degree turn, if pr- more so, probably a 180-degree turn than the way that Mike Tomlin generally does business or his MO. I think what he likes to do is sift out, if that needs to happen, all the in-house candidates and give them first crack and then go from there. To identify so briskly and so quickly that one of those guys weren't going to get the job, that to me screams that someone else has much more input than Mike Tomlin. And someone else might be in charge of all of this. You know, he stood there today as a 51-year-old man, and he said that. He said, in my 51 years on this earth, and I wonder if there's a different introspection right now. If he looked at it, and look, we all go through this in life. Heck, I go through it every day. I do. I really do. I question and say, am I doing this right? Am I parenting right? Am I doing this radio thing right? Do I even want to do this radio thing? Am I making a difference in the world? Am I doing things that I feel like I'm impacting or affecting enough people? To hell, I want to join the Peace Corps and go off to, you know, Zimbabwe or something. I think we all go through that. But in a football sense today, and again, perhaps I'm making way too much of this, it felt like that with Mike Tomlin today. It felt like if this city will still have me, if the owner will still have me, and he will because he's going to get an extension, then I might not change in full form. And that's never going to happen with Mike Tomlin. But for the first time, it felt like, you know, you guys may have dented the armor a little bit. And I'm going to go ahead and do some things differently because we aren't getting the results. And it did feel a little bit like maybe Mike Tomlin was on notice if he did go ahead 
and just explain how he is going to change some things. 412-928-9370 is that number. That's 412-928-9370. Chris is in California. Hi, Chris. Hey, good evening. How's it going? It's going great. Good. Hi. Um, just want to throw out a proposal to help everybody out. Omar Khan, give Howie Roseman or Jeffrey Lurie a call. Go after A.J. Brown, and we'll take Kenny Pickett and Jalen. Yeah, we're talking about Mike Tomlin at 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Jim's in South Park. Hi, Jim. How you doing tonight? Great. Uh, I definitely agree with you. I did see a different Tomlin, no doubt about that. And I think that obviously it could be what you're saying. It could be he had to come to Jesus moment on his own. But I think he hears things. I think he he heard the boos at one of the games. He hears the and sees the social media. Yeah, like I'm and, not a uh, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist in Jim in South Park. I don't know if you are either, but I'm somebody that pays attention, and I think we're both just regular Pittsburgh fans. And we, if I'm if I'm feeling you right and seeing your wavelength here, I think we're both on the same one where we went. That just that's different. That's different. He he was he was definitely a more subdued. Uh, individual, he wasn't as cocky as usual. He didn't have the catchphrases up to bar today. He was down to earth. And uh, but the one thing I do want to want to say that I found a bit amusing was when he was asked who the starting quarterback was going to be, and obviously he had to say Kenny Pickett. And people were, well, why? I've heard on other shows, well, why would he say that? Well, Mason Rudolph is a free agent. What is he going to say? If Mason doesn't resign, you've got egg on your face, and you've really damaged your supposed starting quarterback in Kenny Pickett. This so is simply really – uh, man, I agree with you 100%. It's a continuance of listing Kenny Pickett as QB1 on the depth chart when he wasn't playing. That's being played exactly. all the way out right now is all that that is. He already showed him up. If you're not going to start him and you're going to say Mason Rudolph is the hot hand, then you list Mason Rudolph as the number one quarterback. You can't have it both ways. You're sending mixed messages in a locker room on the most important position on the field. You're right about that, and that's exactly how I read it. There are people coming at me on social media and people saying, you have the read totally wrong. And I want to tell you what my read on Mike Tomlin talking about the quarterback situation was coming up next. 412-928-9370. We'll take all your calls. This is a night to talk. And again, I'm, I'm exhausted by the same talking topics. But I am interested in how you felt Mike Tomlin acquitted himself today. Because if that was Mike Tomlin all the time who spoke like that, I actually think his approval rating would be higher. Even through some of these losing seasons. Not losing seasons, but early exits in the playoffs. It was a much different demeanor, and it felt like a much different manner. Maybe he got called into the principal's office. Who knows? Join Doug Whaley, 93.7 The Fan, Ola Familia, Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge. is host a great night of cigars, fun, and great football talk. It's Monday, January 29th, 6 to 8 p.m. You get dinner, cigar, drinks, your specially priced ticket, just $93.70 plus tax and gratuity. There's only 25 tickets that are available for this great event. Call the restaurant, join Doug and 93.7 The Fan, Ola Familia, Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge. Here's the number. Write it down. 412-488-1440. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm watching this Winthrop UNC Asheville basketball game, and Mark Prosser is the coach. He's from Wheeling. He's Skip Prosser's son. And the older he gets, Mark Prosser, and he's probably, oh, I don't even know how old he is. He's in his 30s, maybe, maybe just about 40. The older he gets, the more and more he looks like his dad. It's it's incredible that he just looks like just exactly like Skip Prosser, like his late dad. And that game is on. I'm a big, you know, I don't watch a lot of college basketball unless I'm working. And then I have every college basketball game on. By the way, there's another thing that jumped out at me from this media conference. I'll play a bunch of different clips from the Tomlin media conference today. This was interesting. I coach football. That's what I do. I'm respectful of the position that I hold. I have no sense of entitlement in terms of what I do. I just got a high level of respect for what we all do in this space. And I try to earn it daily. And I think that's just my mentality. I don't ponder a lot of things. I'm appreciative of things daily. I and mean, I try to work with urgency daily. And I don't know that that has changed. It probably hasn't from my perspective. I'm always on go. All right. So that's what he said whenever he was asked if he needed a break. And then he flatly said, what about the reports that said you did? And he said, no. So one of two things happened in all of that. And just one of two things. Schefter and Glazer are fiction writers in that regard. Or Mike Tomlin stood there and lied. And I'm going with the former. I am. I don't think Mike Tomlin would have stood in front of that room and lied about it. I think that story that he needed a break or wanted a break or was contemplating a break was made up, or they got very bad information from someone not named Mike Tomlin. Because I just don't think he would have stood there today 
and said that. That was interesting to me. Zach's on the road. Zach's on the fan. Hi, Zach. Hey, Colin. Hey, I know I know Tomlin said that they're going to be looking for an outsider for offensive coordinator, but who's really going to come to the Steelers if they know Mike doesn't have an extension yet? He has, he's, he has an extension. He's going to oh, get they did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a it's a good point, but you're right about that. They they wouldn't if they didn't know he was going to have one. But Jerry Dulac reported just after the news conference that the extension was going to happen. It was pretty much done, uh, and that's in the Post Gazette. Yeah, you're right. I mean, nobody's going to come and not have firm footing uh, underneath them. And look, I think that the pool is simple for people that you want to go after. You want to go after Shane Waldron? That's for sure. He was with the Seahawks. Clint Kubiak for me has been on top the whole time. That's the guy that you want, the pass game coordinator uh, for the 49ers. He has – think about this. The Pittsburgh Steelers – Clint Kubiak has helped make Brock Purdy who Brock Purdy is. The Pittsburgh Steelers drafted two quarterbacks in the same draft before Brock Purdy. Two of them. And they're not nearly as good as Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in the draft. And Clint Kubiak has been integral in his development. I think maybe you make a run at Shane Day, who's on the Texan staff – don't discount T. Martin. T. Martin and Mike Bobo are two guys I think could get a look. Now, then you get into Bienemy. Bienemy is a great lieutenant, and Bienemy is a guy who runs a tight ship. Everybody knows that. He's prone to maybe make you not real happy, but he is going to get results. If you're asking me and you say, hey, right now you need to hire somebody, I hire Clint Kubiak. Or. I, if I am somebody in the upper reaches of the organization, I am Omar or I'm Whitel, I go to Art the Second, and it's simple, and I say, listen, your organization is worth billions with like a B, right? Open the checkbook up and pay this guy. Make him come here and give him whatever the hell he wants, and that's Clint Kubiak. That's the way that I would play it. 412-928-9370. One more piece of sound, though, about the quarterback competition that has me intrigued. So, uh, can he resume his QB1 status? He will, but obviously there will be competition. There are all, there's always competition in this thing. We don't anoint anyone. Man, I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and excited about continuing to work with him. But certainly he will be challenged from a competition perspective moving forward. Competition brings the best out in all of us. Where did we hear anywhere in there where the internet seems to have taken off with this is Kenny Pickett's nailed-down job. For me, it's the other way around. They can't say that they want Mason Rudolph to be the quarterback because he's a free agent. For me, it's the flip of that. One of my biggest takeaways from Tomlin's press conference is the ground underneath Kenny Pickett is shaky. And the Steelers know they got to pay and mend some fences, but they now realize they want Rudolph back as the QB1, or at the very least, to fight for that quarterback one spot. They know now they're in a chase for Mason Rudolph because they sort of admitted a mistake, too. Look, I don't know how good Mason Rudolph can be, but what the Pittsburgh Steelers know, at least what I could translate from all that, they think he's better than Kenny Pickett. So do they make a play for him, or don't they? 412-928-9370 is that number. Pat's in Westview. Hi, Pat. Hey, man. How are you tonight? Listen, I, I'm not a Tomlin fan. I, I've never really been a Tomlin fan. And usually end up halfway through his press conferences shutting it off. But today, 
was a different guy. It was a different guy there, a different tone of voice, a different action, different reaction. I think something's finally hit him in the head to where he needs to go with the popular vote. Yeah, he definitely was a, a different guy. He certainly was. I think what happened was he understood that he needed to change his tone. He needed to change his direction. And he needed he understood for maybe the first time in his career that the overwhelming thought about him in this city and with the fan base was that he wasn't wanted back. It has always been probably at worst 50-50. And now it's really tilted. Tristan's in the car. Hi, Tristan. Hi. So I wanted to throw a name out there for offensive coordinator. Um, really, I think Arthur Smith would be a really good fit considering Najee Harris's development and the fact that Jalen Warren's come on this year. He was mostly responsible for the offense that created Derrick Henry. And, you know, Derrick Henry's rise is a great running back. So I think yeah, he would I be don't. instrumental in helping Did Najee you catch Harris. his act at the end of the season? Oh, yeah, I caught that. I didn't like that very much. But he's not the head coach Mike Tomlin would be. Right. I didn't, I didn't Which, like that particularly. But And I don't think that Arthur Smith works well with others in terms of being an assistant coach or would work well with, with being an assistant coach under Mike Tomlin. I, he's never rubbed me as a personality that is a great assistant coach. Do you know what Arthur Smith's dad is? Yeah, he's the CEO of FedEx. Founder. Of founder, FedEx. president, yeah. owner. This kid was born a yeah. billionaire. He was born as somebody who's not been told the word no all that much. I don't like the way he comports himself. I don't like the way he operates. And whenever things get hard, I think that Arthur Smith's a whiny crybaby. I can respect that take, but he was also successful as the offensive coordinator for Tennessee. So you got to at least take that to into account. He was the opinion, offensive coordinator for he was the offensive coordinator for two seasons. Yeah, he was still successful during those two seasons, and it got him a head coaching job. Right so, now, let's I mean, but let's not try to make him Don Coryell, or let's not try to make him somebody that did something that was incredibly unique or profound. They turned around and they handed the football to Derrick Henry nine million times. Yeah, and I think that's what the Steelers tried to do towards the end of the season. And so because of the type of team and the type of rushing game that we found to be successful, I think he could only amplify that in the offensive coordinator role as opposed to somebody that's going to come in here and be a passing first offensive coordinator when well, we really don't even have an answer or quarterback. Did you hear the end of Mike Tomlin's news conference? And this is, again, why I wouldn't like Arthur Smith as a coordinator. Did you hear the very end when he said, uh, and I've, I think it may have been Kaboli who asked the question, or maybe Chris Adamski from the Trib said, what do you need to do and what have you identified offensively that needs to change? And he said, we need to pass the ball better, we need to score more points, and we need to move the football much more efficiently. Those wouldn't necessarily be things, I think, that you put into Arthur Smith's uh, sort of holster, and those are the, the, the bullets that he fires. Yeah, I still think you can accomplish that under Arthur Smith, but you also need to amplify the things that we do well. And I think we do that really well, and we're going to do that better next year now that we have another year with Broderick Jones and another year with this offensive line that's got a chance to gel now. And so I think now that we at least have an identity with the two-headed monster that we have with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris here, we can take that exact formula that we had towards the end of the season, apply it towards the beginning, and then allow somebody like Kenny Pickett to really get into his own throughout the year. Yeah, I just, no. For me, no. Like, I don't need Arthur Smith around. I don't. I don't need somebody. If it was 1971, okay, maybe. 
I don't like the principles in the way that Arthur Smith runs an offense. And you know what it got him? It got him three seven-win seasons in a terrible division. I just I, – I, no, as a head coach. No, as his own play caller. No. I mean, he couldn't do anything in the NFC South. So, I just – the answer for me is no. I need somebody – who wants to push the football down the field, your point is very well taken. It's dependent upon the quarterback and the quarterback's skill and the quarterback's development. But Arthur Smith ain't that guy either to help the quarterback along. And that's paramount or one of the most paramount things that this next offensive coordinator has to do. My man, Anthony in Oakland. Hi, Anthony. Personally, I don't get all enamored on how coaches or players speak to the media from the old school of the Steve Carlton, George Hendricks. The media is irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. That's just my own personal opinion. Let me say this. Clint Kubiak is the right choice because you're going to bring his brother, Clay Kubiak, mm-hmm. along with him. Right. Clay Kubiak is the assistant quarterbacks coach to Brian Greasy. But he was he, His job last year was to help with uh, Purdy. Purdy. He did, obviously did a marvelous job. Uh, so I want the Quebec. It's the original. I mean, they're part of that West Coast offense. Bill Walsh was passed on to his father and to uh, their father. Uh, right. Kubiak, and, so. and then to Shanahan, your phone's breaking up, but you're right. It is the direct link to everything that's going right with football right now. The other thing I think the Pittsburgh Steelers need to investigate and do is this isn't just an offensive coordinator search. It's okay. Look, nothing is stopping the Pittsburgh Steelers from adding positions and fattening up a little bit and putting more staff in place. And Mike Tomlin even alluded to that today. Why not add a pass game coordinator on top of an offensive coordinator? It's okay to have more eyes, and it's okay to have more spoons in the soup mixing it a little bit because I do think that that could help some. The way what today struck me as was Mike Tomlin, at least offensively, looking at everything and surveying the scene and went and going, whew, whew, all right, maybe we are going to do things a whole lot different around here. And it struck me even more that maybe someone told him that we are going to do things a whole lot different around here. Luke's in the car. Hi, Luke. Hey, what's going on? How you doing today? I'm okay. Thank you. Uh, there's one thing about his interview, interview today, real quick, that just strikes me a little bit. It's a little concerning. Uh, whenever he mentioned that he won someone with game calling uh, experience, which I'm I'm a huge fan of by all means. Guys like you know Kubiak and Brady are at the top of my list, but it just concerns me that they might settle for a guy like Reich or Smith, just kind of a washed-up head coach who couldn't get it done as a head coach and. Was a was a somewhat successful coordinator for a couple. Of years. You you make a great point, Luke. You do. You make a great point that that lends itself to some guys that are retreads just for the sake of they had the microphone at one point. The one saving grace with all of that when he said that, I kind of cringed. But Kubiak did have the year in Minnesota where he made play calls in 2021. So that to me still keeps him in that mix. But I think that was it. It, it was an error to say that. It would even be a bigger error, Luke, if they carried that out in practice because just because you haven't made play calls in the past doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a brilliant offensive mind. I mean, Mike Tomlin didn't make a bunch of defensive play calls before he came and was the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Luke. 
I, I agree with you 100%, Mr. Dunlap. If I'm not mistaken, Tallman only had two years as a D coordinator in Minnesota. <laughs> right. Uh, and, yeah, and, like, and to your point, though, with QB, that is correct. I, I completely forgot he took over in Minnesota for uh, for a couple – it was only for a season, correct? Right. I think it was a 2021 season. Yep. Um, and so – and now – and you're right. Like, he, he is around – and here's the thing. He is around brilliant offensive minds right now with the 49ers. Like, he's my guy, and it, he hasn't paid me or told me to pump his name up or anything. I just do a lot of reading and watch a lot of football. And if you can't look at the 49ers and say, man, they move the football different. Well, they, it, sometimes when they have they throw the ball to their back, and, and I'm watching on TV, and he's the only one in the screen, right? Or they throw a comeback to the receiver, and why are there seven guys chasing him, and why is he so open? Do I need the play caller on that offense? What about through osmosis? Hasn't it rubbed off on maybe some of the assistants? Or maybe they had something to say to the play caller to aid him in getting that person open. Like I just Mike Tomlin, I hope, doesn't limit himself to just people with play calling experience. But even if he does, Kubiak's still my guy because he does have that play calling experience. Your call's next, 412-928-9370. I went through something today. Medic, I guess medical procedure it was that it halfway freaked me out. It halfway made me feel like I was involved in some voodoo. And I think, though, it helped me some. I'll tell you what that is, but we'll continue, of course, to talk Pittsburgh Steelers coming up next. DeFabo from The Athletic, Mike DeFabo, top of the hour. Jeff Hathorne in the 9 o'clock hour. Vacation begins right here. Pittsburgh Travel Showcase presented by AAA Travel, January 19th through the 21st, David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Uh, there are exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping tickets at pittsburghtravelshowcase.com where your adventure is awaiting. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. 
Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I got updates to the school closings. Maybe I'll do the school closings later on in the show in alphabetical order with the local schools like they used to do them. Albert Gallatin, closed for the day. Avonworth, two-hour delay, no morning kindergarten. Like it, it go all the way through the whole thing. Burgettstown, closed. That wouldn't be next. That would be like a BA school, something, whatever the BA schools. Beth Center, two-hour delay, modified kindergarten. Whatever the hell, what the hell was modified kindergarten, by the way? Remember when you used to have to really listen to the radio and do that? And go all the way through. I mean, I know it's an old bit when people say it, but when you had like the school that was alphabetically just after yours and you missed it, then you're like, oh, I got to listen all the way back through the whole damn list. Because like if you went to Fort Cherry and Fox Chapel came up, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I missed it. Oh, now they're on to Elizabeth Forward. No, that'd be E. It'd be FG. They're on the Gateway. Now I got to go all the way. I got to listen to Gateway and then Hemfield, Indiana. Who the hell lives in Indiana anyway? Indiana. Then Johnstown, Greater Johnstown. Or is it Johnstown? Which would they say? And then a Knock and Kiski. And here, and I'm waiting for Fort Cherry to come all the way back around. Jeez. That, that, those were the days. Now the internet. The internet takes care of all of that. Uh, here we are. So today, before we get back into Tomlin, I had... Dry needling therapy and trigger point therapy today on my shoulder, which I have a rotator cuff in a severe rotator cuff impingement, which I'm happy. It has been since May, but I just was like, I'm just good. They can just amputate it. I'm not going to the doctor. It hurts when I work out. Who cares? But it got to the point where I like couldn't sleep the past. I don't know. Three weeks or so. I'd sleep like 20 minutes a day or oh, 20 minutes, then wake up, then 20 minutes, then wake up. So I had dry needling therapy and trigger point therapy and a cortisone shot, which felt great. So I got the cortisone shot first and then the dry needling therapy. It was very voodoo-ish, right? Like it felt it was voodoo-ish. And the provider, Casey was her name, could not have been better. She was great. She talked me through this whole process, all this kind of stuff, right? She's wonderful. And But you're laying there and you got... All these little micro needles coming out of your shoulder, coming out of your back, sticking straight up. It was really neat. I do think it works. I do think it's going to help. But there is a voodoo quotient to it for sure. But I like now I have range of motion in my shoulder that I didn't have yesterday. And it doesn't hurt. I'm wondering if it's the cortisone, if it's the dry needling, if it's the trigger point stuff, if it's all of it. Who knows? But I'm I'm on the road to recovery, I think. Tank is in Beaver. Hello, Tank. What's up, Colin? What's up, Tank? Uh, hey, I uh, went to Western Beaver, so oh. I felt the pain of that uh, <laughs> playing over really well. But, uh, <laughs> hey, Tomlin never really gave Rudolph respect in the three or four ga- three games, playoff game. I'm not going to say he played great, but... How do they rebuild that? If I was Rudolph, I'd be like, I don't want to come back here. I'd go challenge in Seattle, possibly Tampa Bay, uh, heck, even the Titans. I mean, he might have options out Oh, he's there. definitely going to have options. A question for you. When they got the West Allegheny, were you like, here it comes, here it comes? Yeah, and then I would blink and miss it. 
I'm not going to lie. <laughs> or my older brother would, like, throw something at me, and then we'd both miss it and stand out there for an hour and wonder why the bus didn't come by. Right. And like, Mine drives a mile and a half from the school, too. <laughs> uh, no, you do bring up a good point. This guy potentially made himself some money over the last month of the season. And to hear Tomlin today, Tank, when he said – like, yeah, I didn't catch that part. Well, he even said – he goes, like, we were surprised by – the way that he acquitted himself over the last month of the season. Uh, I think that's an indirect admission of a lack of understanding how good Mason Rudolph could be. I don't want to make him into Dan Marino. Yeah, but, me either, by any means. But I think no. I think they miscalculated him. Hey, what's Dallas paying uh, Trevor Lance? And he never really showed anything. He has about the same resume maybe as Rudolph. Yeah, Trey Lance. And he, but, but there's Trey not a, Lance, there's not a big body of work. He didn't play a ton of college games. He's obviously not played a, bu- a bunch of uh, NFL games, but your point is very well taken. Yeah. Um, that Mason, Wilson from from uh, the Jets, Miami signed him as a backup. Big sp- money. Speaking of another Wilson, and I heard this nationally, would you trade straight up if it was off? Not at all. Russell not Wilson for Kenny Pickett. No way. Not a chance on God's green. Well, I'm not saying I would, but you tell me why you wouldn't. Because Wilson had a bad year in Seattle and has two bad years in Denver. And Sean Payton's supposed to be an offensive guru. I know. So, do, do you remember the way Sean Payton talked before as like before he was hired and when Wilson was already there? Coach. <laughs> Crush that coach, too. <laughs> I know. I know. Great stuff from uh, Tank, as always. Uh, I did hear that today, and I forget who it was. Russell Wilson straight up for Kenny Pickett. Would you do it? Change of scenery for both. Uh, it would potentially be a a situation they both could uh, just drift right into that would be beneficial. I don't know. It, a lot of it would have to do with Russell Wilson's wife wanting to be in Pittsburgh. Honestly, that, that would be a big part of it. Jeremy's in the North Hills. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Colin. Hey, Hello. Colin, I was just curious what your thoughts were on, like, why the – this is a pretty basic question, but why the Roonies continue to keep Tomlin around. Like, I think anyone in Pittsburgh would say that he's obviously mediocre and we're in the problem we're in because of him. And I just can't for the life of me figure out why we continue to let him steer the ship with how bad things are. Like – when we bring up the Pirates, it's always about, well, but they're still profitable. You bring up the Roonies, there's no – I just don't have a reason as to why. Because why I, we can like I give, no can I give you what I think the reason is? And, can, I th- can I give you the reason what? why I think it is? Yeah. Because I think that Art the Second – well, Art the Second's an attorney, right? And so he wants to solve problems the most pragmatic way possible. And he wants to solve problems and look at them and say – Let's talk this through and let's come up with the best and easiest solution that involves the fewest variables possible. Okay? That's how generally attorneys think. So that's the way he looks at things. And when he looks at this problem and he says, what potentially leads to more problems? Having a down or a couple down seasons with this guy and keeping the ship intact and keeping it going and keeping continuity or – Bringing in another guy, and the other guy maybe sucks after two, three years. Then we have to hire another guy in four, three, four years, and that guy's not good. And then in that time, we've hired two, three coaches. Again, I'm not saying that would happen. I'm just saying the way that you're asking me a question, the way I think Art the Second thinks. He'd rather ride out some low points with a guy and maintain continuity than bring in people two, three, four times. I, I, that's, to answer your question, that's my answer. 
And Colin, do you think, and I appreciate that, do you think it's more about, like, are they just profitable enough that, like, Super Bowl wins just aren't in there, like, they just don't care that much about them? Oh, they care about them, but to ask about if they're profitable enough, how many people you know don't have any Steeler clothes? Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I think, here's here's the other part. And I, I've talked about this, and, and, you know, I've talked about this with people who know Art very well, too. And this is spot on. And this isn't a guess. When people say, and I've said this a couple times, when people say Art II doesn't care, they're just wrong. He cares deeply. He cares very much about the success about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it kind of grates at me a little bit when people are like, Art II's asleep at the wheel. Wake him up. He doesn't care. He's just cashing a check. That's, that's just wrong. It is. It's wrong. He cares a ton about the success and the failure of the Pittsburgh Steelers on the football field. He does. But he's wired differently than Mark Cuban. He's wired differently than me and you. The way that he's wired is he owns a business. He, I say this all the time. If you own, he would be the best leader ever for like Giant Eagle. Turn a profit, get the people in there, let's go. And the book reads right every year. And man, we're making money and we're making people happy. Right? That's the, and he wants to finish every year and make a bunch of money and keep it going and keep the company viable and solvent and keep it rolling into the next year. And in his eyes, and in Mike Tomlin's, that's what's going on. They play very few games of no consequence. Just about every game that they play means something. I say this all the time. I'm not saying this the way I think. I'm just telling you this is their reality. In through the end of the regular season, the games are either they're already in the playoffs or they're fighting to get in the playoffs. They don't have that week 14, 15, 16 game where they're already eliminated. It just doesn't happen. Then they play a playoff game. Now, they might lose some of those games, but every game means something. For Art the second, that is success, right? It beats the alternative, What is which is so many teams, when he looks around the landscape, has have five win and six win seasons here and there. And he just doesn't have them. So what he looks at as success is that we are in the conversation. We have a chance. And if a couple things break our way, bang, we could get through the AFC tournament. Bang, we could win a playoff game or two. Bang, we could even grab a Super Bowl. That's the way that he thinks. And it's just a different plane and a different uh, way of conducting business on how you and I a lot of times think because we think, hey, it's okay to have, like the Rams, it's okay to have a five-win season or whatever after you win a Super Bowl or beforehand to knock it all down and try to build it back up. That's just not his mentality. But it is it is grating at times to hear people in Pittsburgh, and I will take up for Art here, when people say he doesn't care, or he's asleep at the wheel or something like that. That's just not the case. He sees success as being in the mix every year. And that's it's hard to argue that he's not accomplishing what he wants to accomplish. Would you and I do things differently? Absolutely, probably. A lot of people listening to my voice right now would go, I don't care. Give me a 3-4 win season. Hell, how did they get Ben Roethlisberger? A 6-win season, and then the Pied Piper, the big quarterback, came marching into town. Sometimes you've got to have a fall off before you bounce back up. Well, that's how you and I think. It's not the way that the owner thinks. 
412-928-9370 is that number. We do talk to Mike DeFabo coming up at the top of the next hour. Fan weather, and it's going to get uh, dicey, I guess. It's brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives. Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. And visit sunchevy.com. Snow throughout tonight. Low of 24. Two to four inches is expected. I don't know. I've seen a bunch of different reports. So just uh, stay tuned right here and all over KDK and everywhere else. Uh, So two to four inches expected from tonight and into Friday afternoon. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.